Are you wondering if you can confidently school your child all the way through high school and do it fully equipped even though you don't know how? How about have you wondered if you can afford this? How in the world do people homeschool their children all the way through to the end of high school? Well, today, Daphne and I are going to have the second half of our conversation, and we are going to dig deep into these questions and answer them for you. You'll be really surprised with the answers. I'm very excited to share this information with you. So grab your pen, grab your notebook, get a probably a hot cup of chai tea would be my suggestion. (laughs) And let's dive into this. Hey mamas, welcome to Her Home and Heart podcast. Do you want balance in your home life and peace in your heart at the end of each long day? Do you want to let go of feelings of failure because you've yelled at the kids again despite promising yourself and God you'd stop? I'm Katie. I'm a homeschooling mom who also had little kids and wanted to create a thriving home environment. In this podcast, you'll find resources for holistic living, heart connection with your family, and homeschooling so that you won't wake up to regret one day. Even if you have outside-the-box learners or your own health challenges, you'll find support here. Breathe deeply, grab a coffee, and let the kids go play, because it's time for you to find peace and fulfillment that you've been longing for. Let's go! We were recently studying um, British British monarchs, right? And uh, because of the section that we're on in our in our history book, and so I was able to stop and be like, you know what? The queen just died. Let me let me let me tie this back into what's going on right now um, in the British monarchy and stuff like that. And my kids just loved it. They loved that. And and my, my daughter, um, my two daughters, and I back my son who's in a different school. He's in an online school, but he came into the room and he sat in here for a little bit. He kind of gave his input too. And it was just great because they're actually able to take like current events, you know, and break them down and, 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 and know the history of them. And they're like, you know, eight years old and 11 years yeah. old, you know, and stuff. So I love that. And they know where they stand on, on, on hard issues, especially my son is very passionate about social issues. I think he could be a lawyer one day or the president. I don't know, but he's really, really smart about stuff like that. Um, But it's because I've been so passionate about that, you know? So I think that's the other thing too, is that they pick up on your passions. And if, you know, like I said, if you're not passionate about one thing, find a way to like fill that need for them and then kind of move on. I'm not artistic at all. Like I hate art. I hate glitter and glue and slime and all that mess. And so my kids really love to like have hands-on activities. And I'm like, not that mom, I'm very type A. And so I'm like, oh Lord. So I, I, what I've had to do is find them outlets for them to express themselves in those ways and like take them to a painting class or take them to, you know, dance or whatever, because I can't dance or sing or draw, you know? And so the things that I lack in, I've been able to like find for them. And sometimes that looks like maybe another friend is good at something that you're not good at, or, you know, you have a friend that's really strong in math, you know, or geometry or whatever, and you can kind of help them come in and stuff. But the thing is like, it's not always because I know a budget is another big thing in the homeschool community, but it's not always like in the budget to like have all these extracurriculars for multiple children, but you can be creative in how you like give them those outlets. You don't have to be good at everything. And I feel like sometimes moms put that on themselves that I have to be good at all these things. And maybe I'm not capable of homeschooling my children all the way through high school because I am not that smart and I barely passed myself and I hated school when I was in school. And so what, what am I thinking, you know, um, teaching my children. And I've heard that a lot, you know, through the years and that's absolutely not true. 
You know, um, you didn't have one teacher from kindergarten all the way to high school. You didn't. You had multiple. And as a homeschool parent, yes, you're responsible for their education, but you're not their only teacher. And you have to just allow yourself to give yourself some grace and give yourself the ability to just like put that out there, you know, into somebody else's area of expertise. (laughs) Absolutely. There's so much peace in that. And honestly, there's so much enrichment in that I've found for my kids to be able to have the exposure to people who are gifted in other areas, because those people are excited about it. And that excitement Mm -hmm. in my experience with my children has allowed them to explore whether or not they're excited about it. And it allows them to decide, well, is this something that, you know, I feel like God's gifted me in and that I should be chasing or no. And it, it almost brings to light their passions and how they mm-hmm. can develop their passion into possibly a lifelong, maybe career or hobby right. or, you know, and really to get to know themselves. Whereas, like you said, if you were the one always teaching them science, you may have a brilliant future scientist in your home. But if you don't expose them to someone who's passionate about it, how are they how are they going to know they're passionate? And yeah. They love it. Yeah. You know, so it really does us a disservice to try and it does our children a disservice to try to put mm-hmm. it all on ourselves. We should right. read out. And man, most communities now have great co-ops or tutorials and the online stuff alone has grown even in the last decade, leaps and bounds. I mean, to the point right. where there are these brilliant online academies that make it interesting and fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many options now. It's true. And then even if you, you know, have to be very like budget conscious, there's so Mm -hmm. much information on YouTube and how to's on YouTube. Like you could probably even take a painting class on YouTube from somebody, you know, like, or whatever, right. Voice lessons, anything like you can. So, I mean, you, you can be creative with what you find, you know, and just don't feel the pressure to be all things to all of your children, you know, or to afford it all, like you said. Right. Or to afford it all. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can, that's wonderful. And it's great. And I think homeschool parents do a great job of like paying our school taxes and paying for our children's private education. Right. We do. <laughs> and, but the good news is if you can't and you still want to homeschool, that is what right. the public library is for. Go get a right. really great list. I mean, honestly, you can even go to some of the online homeschool curriculum websites to see what books they recommend. And you Mm -hmm. can formulate a wonderful curriculum just from what you could have bought from them by going to the library. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, the curriculum that we use with my father's world, it uses what they call living books. So those are books that you could buy off of Amazon individually. They're not Mm -hmm. um, published by my father's world or anything. That's why I love it because these are real books. We're using a real history book and a real you know, nature study book or a real art book, right? And they're able to see those things versus, you know, having, you know, a set curriculum published by a certain publisher and you, you know, reading X amount of chapters a day or filling on these worksheets. Now you can totally do all of that, but if you can tailor your school to, you know, just use the books that you have in your home and be like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. And especially if your children are younger, like don't put the pressure, you know, like, Talking about the days of creation sometimes and like going one by one, like, you know, by what what each of those are and letting them draw pictures or make a little activity out of each one of those things. Okay, that's science, you know, and poetry books or that's that's literature, you know, use use real literature, you know, use the Bible, use, you know, 
you know, the works of Shakespeare, if that's interesting to you, or some of those other classical books, you know, like I was mentioning Huckleberry Finn and Moby Dick and Tom Sawyer, some of those, because that, that your children are going to retain that. And that's classical literature. And I guarantee you the schools aren't teaching any of that anymore. They are um, really and it's, are. and it's not teacher's fault. I have a lot of friends who are teachers. In fact, one of my best friends is a teacher and it's, they have to follow a curriculum now that the school chooses and they have to, you know, kind of, and they're, they're actually, their hands are tied in a lot of ways. They can't go into this being very creative or any of that stuff. So as a homeschool mom, you're, you're given that kind of free, that leeway, right. To Mm -hmm. just tailor your children's education and do what you want to do with them. And that's, that's the biggest thing and not feel the stress that you have to do all of these things. Your children can literally learn about anything and they don't always have to learn about it from you. That's right. I love that. Oh my goodness. Are you tired of home feeling like a chaotic war zone all the time? What if you had an ecosystem in place for you to feel not only peaceful, but productive as you train up your children in the way that they should go? What if you could homeschool in a way that is authentic to you and right for your children while knowing that you are doing the thing that God called you to do? As a mom of five kids, I've been able to create and maintain a peaceful environment despite the multiple disabilities among some of the children and the huge challenges that our family has faced. I'd be so honored to walk with you on your journey to creating a peaceful, thriving home environment. If you'd like to discover your number one roadblock to peace at home and to get started on the path to overcoming that. Let's book a mentorship session together. The link is in the description, and I would be so genuinely honored to listen to you and to have the opportunity to help you get that plan in place to begin overcoming your number one roadblock. Now it's going to be hard to even ask you like if you had one extra tip, because those were so good right there. But before we wrap one up, extra was... tip. Yeah, yeah, one extra tip. So honestly, for me, I know it sounds silly, but let them sleep. Let them sleep. You know, Brilliant. so yes. that is one thing that I mean, they my children don't wake up at noon. But they they will loosely, they kind of loosely have their own like little, um, you know, alarm clock inside and they all sort of wake up between eight and nine. And I don't push it. And then we kind of like, they know what they do in the morning, the other morning routine. So it's, it's very routine. Like they get up, they get dressed, they make their beds, they like brush their teeth, they have some breakfast, like it's really laid back. And then they know what they're supposed to do, like do your independent work. And then, and then they're waiting on mom. Right. So that's kind of how our school works, but that would be my biggest tip is let them sleep. Like, (laughs) it's. I feel like it does so much for them. Yeah, it does. It's such an important concept that those of us who were in public school, we didn't get the luxury to ever experiment with how much faster, how much deeper could we learn if we weren't exhausted? If we weren't exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. And it radically changes the level of, you know, just the ability to comprehend, but also joy. If you want to have Mm -hmm. a joyful home, fill it with people who aren't tired. Yeah. Or cranky. (laughs) you know? And that's the thing. And so, uh, yeah, definitely let them sleep. And also it does so much for their health. Like it lowers their stress levels. It boosts their immune system. It has like all kinds of benefits, just resting, you know, and them not feeling like the anxiety of like, Oh my God, I'm late. I got to rush, rush, rush because I got to start. And mom wants me to start by nine o'clock. I got to be at my desk and all this stuff. You don't have to do that. 
you know, just let them sleep. And it actually like takes stress off a of mom too. Mom can sleep. If you have older children, like yes. totally, I just totally wouldn't even get out of bed until a kid came in my room. It's so much nicer. And for us, it's also allowed for a lot more fun mornings where we can have tea together or, you know, if it's a rainy morning, because we aren't super scheduled like that either, we have definite things, like you said, for you guys, like, you know, at some point priorities for mom, but Mm -hmm. oh man, where you can just create memories in those Mm -hmm. gaps where otherwise, if you had a really regimented schedule that was stressing everyone out, you wouldn't, you wouldn't find the opportunity. And right. Part of the richness of having a homeschool versus school at home. Exactly. No, we have pancakes and I'll have coffee and my daughter, my daughter loves to cook now. So she'll make breakfast for everybody. And it takes her a lot longer to do things than me, but she She's makes learning. bacon and eggs and pancakes and this and that. And then they clean up because that's part of, you know, my, my rules like, okay, you mm-hmm. miss the kitchen, you clean up, but then they're learning to be responsible and they're helping each other out and they're thanking their sister for making them breakfast. And so then they're cleaning the kitchen for her, you know, and I love that because those are real, those are real life skills that some of us didn't even learn until after we got married and we were living with another person mm-hmm. <laughs> so, or yeah. in college. Right. And you're living with other people, you know, in a dorm room or something and you're like, okay. And then you're having to learn that stuff. Whereas this is just the dynamics that my kids are growing up in. So they're not going to have any problem being a husband or a wife one day because they've already got that part down, you know, or at least I hope so. I mean, (laughs) I believe so completely. And I tell my children all the time and they actually really agree. So I can't say I'm telling them I'm saying we're talking about (laughs) the fact that because they're proficient in things like what you said, making breakfast, running the laundry, you know, cleaning the kitchen, they understand these skills. And the reason that I wanted them to know how to do these skills is so that when they do have that feeling and that knowledge of, oh my goodness, I have a passion and I want to chase it. And I know what my calling is from God that they're not hindered by, oh, but I never learned how to take care of myself, that Mm -hmm. they can say, oh, I know how to cook and clean and I can do it quick. And it's no big deal. And I know that is old news to me because things is always harder. It always is a learning curve. It takes time. Right. Like you said your daughter cooks slower than you. Absolutely. I could clean that kitchen so much faster. It would be done and it would be done better. But you know mm-hmm. what? The fact is the children need the time to learn how. And so I go in and I just help them, but I let yeah. them be in charge. And sometimes I right. don't help them. You know, I have my own tasks and jobs as a mom to do that are running the house that they can't do. And so there is so much benefit though, in the fact that as they practice more and more, they get better and better at it. And they sometimes do. I go in there and I'm like, wow, you know, you guys did this so well, I couldn't have done it as well as you just did. That is beautiful. And yeah. I make sure they understand when I'm really proud of them and they will not have to be hindered by this when they're adults, they will have right. this under wraps and it can enjoy and the that- life. <laughs> exactly. And then, then, and that counts as part of their education. Like they don't, they're always complaining on some of, you know, online and some of these, you know, boards, these parenting groups and stuff that the schools are not teaching real life skills. And I think that that's the benefit of homeschooling is that not only are you tailoring your child's education with the, you know, the sub this, the five subjects, right. But you're also giving them those real life skills, like the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry, you know, like my son mows the grass for us, you know, and, and does all, you know, a lot of our yard work and things like that. And just being responsible, even like babysitting and helping with the babies or the younger ones and stuff like that. It, it's so good. It's so good. And they're learning to be a, like a unit, you know, yeah. and like, 
you know, my kids are all my, their ages are all spread out. So I have a high schooler and then I have one that hasn't even started school yet. So I'm going to be homeschooling forever, but I actually am not afraid of that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be afraid of that. Like, Oh Lord. But now I'm not because it's very just like organic now in our home. Like that school's just what we do, you know, Mm -hmm. in addition to all of the other things. So I I love that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Uh I guess my tip would be to just chill out and let them sleep and let mom sleep and, and let things happen very like naturally. Now, I mean, and I, I know that there are some moms that are like, no, I need a schedule. And I totally get that, you know, because of the self-control thing and whatever, definitely like, you know, you don't feel the need to be so hard on yourself and on the kids, you know, um, for all that. Schedule feels right. And that's how the family prefers to run. I have a a local family I love, and they preferred to have a very tight schedule. The children preferred to have what was the equivalent of uniforms. That's what their mom called it. And they wanted that, but that made them joyful. And that made the Mm -hmm. mom joyful and they all functioned that way. And so you're right. I mean, if that is the way the whole family unit wants to function, go for it. That's part of the different styles and our flexibility, but even the school year, you know, like I have some friends that do it all school year long and then they take breaks like every six weeks throughout the school year for them. And they, they really enjoy that. And then I'm very traditional in the sense that I go from like Labor Day to Memorial Day and I want all summer off, you know, (laughs) and we're the opposite. We do all year. And that's been shaped by the fact that we had so much different medical requirement with our children that we thought, well, we could lighten the stress on every day. And what we wanted to accomplish by saying is already our lifestyle. We love to learn. So we just, we just learn all the time and we just do it without the stress. And if that means one day is just much less or shorter, or we're gone to appointments, that's okay. So that's okay. It's the beauty of it. We all get to hear it. And then not feeling formal with things too. Like there's some, you know, there's a lot of times where my kids do their reading in the car when we're on their way to their extracurricular activities, or we're sitting in a doctor's office or whatever, like really, you know, you, as long as you feel like you're providing that environment for them to learn, that's right. In any given situation, um, whether it's in the car or at home or whatever, right. Um, Mm -hmm. In a little reading (laughs) area of your house, whatever that looks like, you know, then be able to do that. You know, I think where, you know, people feel like they don't want to have too much freedom is where, you know, kids are on, you know, tablets or phones, like all day, every day, um, 24 seven. And then it becomes a problem and they don't feel like they're learning. And they're like, no, but I'm playing a learning game. Okay. So that's where mom sort of has to step in and say, okay, well, you may read right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that. Then those are, those are boundaries, right? Those yeah. have to do with boundaries within the family and stuff. But as far as like the, you know, the learning opportunities, they don't always have to happen in the classroom or in the, you know, in your home. Um, because we're talking about homeschooling, they always have to happen there, you know, or in that specific area, they can be anywhere, sometimes, even in the car. So my kids do a lot of reading in the car, because we're always on the go. <laughs> so. Yep, car schooling, there's actually, there was a long time ago, a lady who had emails, and maybe a website, I don't recall if she does now, but she called it car schooling. And she was talking all about how they can learn on the go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We yeah. definitely use that. Yeah. It's really and, use, and using the resources, you know, YouTube and Audible and all of yeah. these fun things we have now that, you know, 20 years ago, parents would have like, you know, drooled over, you yeah. know, <laughs> we Go really ahead. have them at our fingertips, you know, so just don't feel afraid to use them because they're not a textbook or it's not a workbook, right. you know, That's right. it's a matter so. of what's sinking in. 
and that's what matters. So yeah, for sure. Ah, Daphne, this was amazing. So for all the moms and dads who are going to want to go and find you, where is your group on Facebook so they can go and join it? So we are homeschool moms in business on Facebook. And in that group, we offer support and encouragement and resources to homeschool moms who um, are in business, want to start a business or thinking about starting a business or have been in business and they want to grow their business or they're just having challenges with doing both, right? The homeschooling and the business. So so that group exists for those people. And um, we are, uh, we have our own podcast for that group. And then you can find me on DaphneBoy.com. I do business coaching and I'm a marketing consultant for businesses. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you came and shared your wisdom and knowledge and just hope for all these parents. And I really enjoyed talking to you. So thank you for being here today. Uh, I enjoyed being on the show. Thank you for having me again. Today's episode is sponsored by Her Home and Heart Method Course, where homeschooling families are creating a holistic home ecosystem so that they can thrive. In 2023, this course will be released and we will dig into the nest system where we will cover the four most important areas of home life that will easily be tweaked and help you to create a peaceful, joyful, thriving home environment in a home ecosystem where you can, no matter how much grief or pain or trouble there is in your life and in lives around you and in the world around you, you can create a place that is an emotionally, mentally, and physically safe and healthy place of rest, a place that honors God, that honors your family, and that will carry down through generations of your family to come. So in 2023, we will be launching the Her Home and Heart Method course, and I cannot wait to see you there. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from my mom's podcast, please share it and leave a review so others can find us too. See you next time.